0: Black Girl Known promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. Hey y'all, it's Lauren Ash and Deon Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to the Black Girl Known podcast. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to let you all know that this episode's sponsor is Get Loved Up. Founded by Koya Webb, she has a simple yet profound mission. Love yourself, love others, love the planet with self-love, oneness, and eco-friendly living. I myself am a recipient of the beautiful mission that Get Loved Up stands for. I completed a second 200-hour vinyasa training this past December, and it absolutely transformed my life. So, Be sure to stay tuned, listen in for what Get Loved Up can offer you and your life, no matter where you're at in your journey, and to hear some of the amazing experiences that Koya has planned for us in 2018. All right, y'all, we're going to get started with what I know will be one of our most intentional and heartfelt conversations yet. Danielle's next to me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Dion's next to me. Hello. Black girl team and this bad boy. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) don't mind Dion. She's feeling silly today. I am.
0: Um, But that's hopefully what y'all like. You know, you never know what you're going to (laughs) get with our podcast chats. But... um, you know, I just mentioned Danielle. Y'all don't know her necessarily, but you will soon. Mm-hmm. I am so excited about Danielle for a few reasons. So number one, she is the first um, Black Girl Gnome team member that we've had on the show this yes. season. Um, you know, we have a team of 11 and everyone is so special and unique and awesome in their own way. And Danielle has joined um, in support of everything, but specifically mm-hmm. events. She comes with a really amazing wellness events background, but she's also a yogi. So we have Danielle Lyles Barton here today to explore and talk about yoga with us.
1: Yes. Hello. Hey. Hi.
0: <laughs> so many of you remember that we have an amazing segment within our podcast, Questions for a Yogi. We've had Carla Huffman, who's an amazing yogi here <laughs> in Chicago. We've had uh, the woman affectionately known as Chelsea Loves Yoga. She was really great. That was an amazing conversation too. She's based in Atlanta and Danielle Lyles Barton is here in Chicago as well and does her own work centered in yoga, healing specifically for black women, and life transformation that can come from that. So I thought it would be really beautiful to kind of just start with your name and who you are because I know that your, all three of your names, Danielle, Lyles, Barton, are um, really important to you in this moment for very specific reasons. So maybe we could start there. Beautiful.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so my first name, Danielle, um, means that God is my judge. And I connect very deeply with that because for a great portion of my life, I really struggled with not wanting to be judged by Miss other by other people, not wanting to be judged by other people, um, not wanting to be misunderstood. And uh, as I journeyed through adulthood and even more so just journeyed back into myself, I realized that ultimately it is God that I am living for. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It is not for the um, approval of man. And that has given me a lot of solace um, and has helped me to continue to overcome things like perfection paralysis. uh, Because at the end of the day, I'm very clear on why it is I do what I do and who I do it for, which is God, who is my judge. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second name, Lyles, um, is a new name that I've now um, added. And that's my mother's maiden name. And um, I really strongly connect with this name because um, when you talk about revolutionary women, I think about people like my mother. Mm -hmm. I think about people like my grandmother and um, the women who come from this lineage. Mm -hmm. And in my own life, as I connect with my womb, as I connect with my womanhood, my identity, um, I continue to go back to the stories of the women in my life, mm-hmm. particularly on my maternal side. Mm-hmm. And so really I was looking for a way to connect with that more deeply um, and strongly identify with that. And so it just it became obvious mm-hmm. that I had to adapt that name. Yeah. Um, and then Barton is my father's... Um, last name and so Danielle Lyles Barton is I feel like if you had to put it in in words if you had to use language it is the true culmination of who I am Mm -hmm. it is truly my identity in words it Mm is um, bringing with me you know my father and his journey my mother and um, her mothers and mothers and mothers and mothers Mm -hmm. and then Danielle which connects me ultimately to to God mm-hmm. um, and my truest identity.
1: Wow, thank that you. Was so poetic and so beautiful. Like girl, get me together, get me together. I loved how you spoke about, oh, spoke, that's not even a word. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke about, um, first of all, I had no idea that Danielle meant that. Mm. Um, and I have so many friends named Danielle, so mm. that's like really beautiful. Um, and how you talked about God being the ultimate judge and how you're able to rest on your work because at the end of the day, you know like, I'm creating this work for God, and, like, I'm going to rest in that, and it brings about so much peace, and it's so funny, too, because I've been writing about that in my journey, my journal this week, a lot of, like, just the blessing being able to create, and, like, the outcome, or, like, who is going to impact, like, that's just extra favor, you know what I'm saying, but the blessing is me being able to do the work, you know, so just thank you for speaking on that, I just, I'm I'm so excited to just talk more more in depth with you because this is my first time getting to know you on this level too. I know you and Lauren have spoken you know before, but just thank you. This is this is so beautiful, and then your voice is great too. So this is great. <laughs> thank
2: you. Thank yeah. you. I mean, ultimately, everything that I do comes down to purpose. Absolutely. And I'm so clear on that. Um, every decision that I make every day, it gets me closer to my purpose. Yeah. And if I'm faced with a decision, I just ask myself, is this getting me closer to my purpose or yes. moving me further away? Yes. And then I pivot accordingly mm-hmm. um, because there is no time to waste. I have a job to do. This is w- literally why I was created, yes. um, to, to fulfill this mission. You know, I'm yeah. here on an assignment. Yes, ma'am. Um, and that, that drives Everything,
0: everything. right, yep. exactly.
1: Girl, I'm here with you. I
0: remember you mentioning when you were telling me some of your um, decision-making around your intentional name change. And um, didn't you share that you discovered after changing your name that your mother actually had already been considering giving you Lyle's, which was her mother's mother. So that to me speaks so strongly to (laughs) intuition and also to like a spiritual connection that we share with our families but specifically the mothers as women like of course so how has intuition maybe shown up in other ways in your life and specifically related to your wellness journey is this something that is like a theme for you you know honing and listening and getting deeper in touch with your intuition and letting that also kind of guide the choices that you make
2: yes um most definitely everything that i do um is Again, is connected back to God. And so while I, I probably wouldn't have used the word intuition, mm-hmm. um really what it is is me dying to myself mm-hmm. daily.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It is me saying, "God, no more of me." take this away, mm-hmm. I don't need my ego, what is it that you that you want me to do? How mm-hmm. do you want me to move forward? Who do you want me to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and so really listening intentionally for that answer, um, for me, one way that that happens is through my meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just allows me to live in the flow throughout my day, my week, mm-hmm. my life. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful and live in the flow. like that's that's something that is so very um, yoga, you know, this idea yeah. of flowing from one movement to one movement, one breath to the next. Um, but it's also a beautiful kind of way to approach just daily living. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've talked about this on our mindfulness conversation within Kay, especially mm-hmm. Dion, but this idea of like, regardless of what life throws our way like choosing and making an active choice Absolutely. to still remain yes. at peace or mm-hmm. at ease or whatever it is, mm-hmm. contentment. Um, I'd love to hear more about like your specific journey into yoga as a mm-hmm. practice that yeah, supports your overall well-being. Yeah.
2: Yes, um, so my journey into yoga um, is the same journey that led me to my purpose, which I was looking for um, for a really long time, and um, I found yoga, I found my purpose, all because of heartbreak, mm-hmm. um, heartache, depression, mm-hmm. um, family tragedy. I found myself, I was living overseas at the time, I found myself in um, the darkest moment of my life, um, where I was really struggling and felt um, I literally felt like I was drowning Mm -hmm. um, and I could see the light, but every time I would try to swim towards it, I felt Mm -hmm. like I was drowning and moving further and further -hmm. further away from it. Um, And so that period of um, heartache lasted for uh, quite a long time Mm -hmm. and you get to a point where you really, like you said, you have to actively choose. Mm -hmm. Do I want to continue to go down this path? Mm -hmm. Do I want to stay right here where I am? Or do I want to take control of my life? Mm -hmm. Um, As a child of God, I have so much agency. I can co-create my life Mm -hmm. and let me start to explore what that looks like and what that means. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine said, you know, you're really sad. Mm. You should do this thing with me. And so I did it, and it was yoga. Um, and, and how long ago was that? That was in 2013. Okay. Um, and, you know, at that time, I was living overseas, so that was, um, it was like a Jillian Michaels DVD. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> no. think I actually might have the one, because I have two of her yoga ones. That's <laughs> yeah. actually wonderful because we were doing it around the same period in life
2: (laughs) that was my introduction to like i had heard about it i had you know kind of known it was great but hadn't really considered it one Mm -hmm. way or the other um and i i just remember just doing this dvd with her because she was like you're so sad like you need to do something Mm -hmm. and i just remember feeling really good. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't describe it. I didn't have the knowledge to know why, but I just knew, okay, this feels good. So even when she was gone, I would, you know, find myself doing this, this pose that now I know is warrior two. But at the time it was, you know, it was just these, these Mm -hmm. movements that just made me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found myself hungry for this. And, And yoga for a long time was just my medicine. Mm. Um, so I would I would use it medicinally. When mm-hmm. I was sad, mm-hmm. I would go to the yoga. Mm. Um, when things weren't great, I would find the yoga. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was taking yoga in Korea, and I found a studio when I was living in Korea, and was taking it in another language because I just needed the yoga. Wow.
0: Um,
2: and you know, it, it just it allowed me to breathe. And when I moved back to the states. I was so great, you know, it's the little things. I was so grateful to Mm -hmm. be able to take a class in English. And I signed up right away for yoga and I would do it. And um, the depression actually seemed like it was, you know, getting worse. Mm -hmm. And um, I would do the yoga every day. And I just remember one particular day um, I was on the mat. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not the first person that this has happened to, I was in half pigeon and what happened? I'm boohooing in the middle of yoga class and I'm, was, I'm half afraid and I'm half just incredibly excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is this magic? Yes. I know that there's something here. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is my therapy. Yeah. And that that is how I would, you know, mm-hmm. use it. It was like, okay, this makes me feel good. And so I, I'll do the yoga and then I'll journal and I'll do the yoga and mm-hmm. then I'll journal. And um, I knew that it was a tool that I needed in my life, but Mm -hmm. even more so it was a tool that I needed to be able to share with so many other people. And when I moved to Chicago, I um, took a yoga teacher training and began teaching, and that process was really interesting for me because all of the trauma that started to come up in... um, 2013, 2014, over that span of time, while I was still using the yoga medicinally, I hadn't mentally committed to the lifestyle and the practice Mm, of yoga. Mm -hmm. And when I did my teacher training, I Mm. made a commitment to Mm -hmm. the lifestyle Mm. and to the practice. And so something shifted that was really unique and that I absolutely didn't expect When I had first started doing yoga, you know, I said, it made me feel good. I felt so good in my body. I was releasing. When I committed to that thing, Mm -hmm. it hurt. Mm. It was painful. Mm. And, um, you know, mental health is one of those things. It doesn't just show up through depression. It shows up in the body. Um, It shows up in so many different areas in your life. And so I found myself in excruciating pain to where getting up out of the bed literally felt like it wasn't an option for me. Oh. Um, I was missing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I you know, would just curl up in a ball and cry sometimes mm-hmm. because the pain was so deep. Um, and this is stuff that was from 2013. Mm. I moved to Chicago in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking trauma that has lasted and been yeah. existing in my body this entire time, and then all of a sudden, when I'm committing to the practice, mm-hmm. now you want to show up, you know? Right. So it was like a test, yeah. because the thing that once made me feel good, and the thing that I'm wanting to pursue as my career is the same thing that is hurting,
1: yeah. Right? Right.
2: and yeah. something interesting happened. For three days straight, mm-hmm. I cried. I'm I'm talking uncontrolled. I couldn't have a conversation. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I just boo-hooed in the middle of the teacher training every day for three Mm -hmm. days. I was exhausted. I didn't want to be crying, but I couldn't help it. Mm -hmm. And when I got on the other side of that, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm grieving. Mm. I'm grieving that old me. Mm -hmm. I'm grieving her from 2013. And the phrase die daily took on a Whole new meaning for me yeah. because that's what was happening. I was mm-hmm. dying
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I was grieving that old girl mm-hmm. and those old hurts. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to get onto the other side of that and stay committed to that practice and that lifestyle, I no longer have pain. Mm-hmm. Um, my depression is so manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, my life is completely Different, and oh. when I when I think about her, it does. It makes me cry mm-hmm. because I I just I feel her, mm-hmm. and it, it it doesn't even feel like me anymore. I know that's my story, and I know that she's part of me, and she's yeah. what's she's the person who's got me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. But the um, the difference is so great yeah. that it's unrecognizable, mm-hmm. and that led me to healing for her. Mm-hmm. So, most people don't know, but her is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her is that 2013 version of me. Yeah. And the the new her who continues to have to die every day. Mm-hmm. Because who I was yesterday, her yeah. is gone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, with purpose, with this yoga that has completely flipped my life upside down in the best way possible, I look back on that heartache story and I say to that person, thank you. Thank you so much because Mm -hmm. that was what was necessary to propel me into this life that I get to live Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm at a loss for words. Oh, it I it was beautiful. It was. Like you Thank shared
0: you. so much and with such vulnerability. There's so much there, obviously, that I mean it's I want to yeah. yeah, go pack. into more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things that you shared that I appreciate so much and we always appreciate within Black Girl Gnome is um, an open conversation about depression, yeah. you know, and mental health within our community. I didn't expect to cry today either, (laughs) but I am. Um, I personally have not, you know, dealt with much in the way of like depression or anxiety except for like, just to me, what is a brief moment compared to other people. But I have like a really close family member. who does and whenever I hear stories especially from other black women of you know it's manageable and I've come to that place or um I've identified for me the things that I can do to make myself you know live in this world (laughs) um it gives me on the one hand like a lot of hope and you know like anticipation like Mm -hmm. hopefully this person will also you know one day get to that point because I'm not gonna lie like guiding this platform (laughs) black girl gnome like sometimes I feel like oh my god there's so many women who are being so positively impacted by this but it's also on the other hand like this person who's so close to me isn't you know what I mean and I I feel like I know that it's not right for me to take it so personally but I still do Mm -hmm. so to you and to anyone out there who is, who is you know, brave enough and also in a point where you can share and talk about your journey, like, it's one of the most powerful things, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very powerful um, to people I know who go through it, but also to people who are, like, watching people close to them go through it. Um, so related to that, you know, what are some things that you feel like you know, yoga or another form of self care or another form of just like self love that help you manage your depression. Your yeah, depression. Because I, I actually that. didn't even know until like right now yeah, me that neither. that was something that was in your life. So, you know, I'm just curious knowing that it's literally going to, I mean, it's going to help me right now mm-hmm. <laughs> know how to support better, but it will also help people who are facing
2: that challenge. Yes. Um, the turning point for me was when I moved to Chicago, and, um, a lot of people may not know, but I moved to Chicago with, like, less than $200, which most would deem irresponsible, but I was on a mission. Mm -hmm. Um, I was moving towards purpose, and I was unapologetic about it. Um, I... You know, the only person that I knew um, outside of um, the childhood friend who I was living with in Chicago was the same person who broke my heart Mm -hmm. in 2013.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Wow. And, um, you know, living in this new city, on the one hand, you know, eager and and looking forward to the future, but on the other hand, uh, terrified. Yeah lonely, Mm -hmm. um, concerned, Mm -hmm. and deeply depressed, Mm -hmm. again, it was a choice that I had to make. Mm -hmm. And the shift was gratitude. But I'm not just talking about every day kind of gratitude of, okay, here are five things that I'm grateful for. I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for the person who was nice to me um, at the grocery store. I'm, I'm thankful for my friends. No, this was radical gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was very intuitive and it was all about connecting with God, but I needed to connect with God in a way that um, felt tangible for me. So I would I did this every day. I committed to this for um, sixty days, um, and I would wake up in the morning, and then I would allow myself to feel what I needed to feel. Mm-hmm. So I would cry. Um, I would you know do my I would do my temper tantrum, and then I would you know sit down in the middle of my bedroom floor. And then I would talk to God and I would just say, God, like, what do you have that's mm-hmm. next for me? I'm here in Chicago. This is the situation. This is how I'm feeling. Um, what's, what's next? And I would just, I, the same way that I'm having a conversation with you, I would just talk to God. And mm-hmm. I would um, most times plead with God to show me what's next. I need to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to spell it out for me show me, make it very clear. I need to see the vision. Yeah. And I would, you know, have, I would say my piece. <laughs> and then I would close my eyes. And oftentimes I would squeeze them really, really tight because I was really trying to see and, you know, focus in on what God needed to show me. Yeah. And I would sit there and sometimes I would, you know, play um, music mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I wouldn't. Um, but I would just sit there until I saw something. Mm -hmm. Until I saw something. And then when I saw just a glimpse, all I need is a glimpse, then I would write it down as if it happened today or yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I would say, God, I'm so grateful for this job that you gave me at such and such place. God, I'm so grateful for this salary of such and such. Mm -hmm. God, I'm so grateful for the community of women who support me and love me and just whatever glimpse I would yeah. get each morning, I would write it down. Thank you so much, yeah. mm-hmm. God. Thank you for this healing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for healing my heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you know. And I would just—it mm-hmm. wasn't true for me at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel it, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. But I would just write it, yeah. and then I would take some breaths, and then I would walk away. And what's magical? Two things. One, we talk about manifestation. Mm-hmm. So. I've since gone back and read that and I've compared dates and we're talking within one, two, three, seven days of writing these very, very specific things down. Mm-hmm. They actually came into my life. Yeah. God, thank you for this salary of such and such. And then I get that exact number. Right. Right. No coincidence, right? right. Um, so that's one thing, but a, a byproduct of that, which I didn't necessarily expect at the time, was I experienced joy for the first time in about five years. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I had that from the belly, from like the pit of your soul kind of yeah. laughter. And even when I wasn't laughing, you know, my soul was laughing. Mm-hmm. And play was an element of my life that I could really participate in. Mm-hmm. And I felt okay to exist in my own body. Yeah. Mm. Um, I felt okay with being alone, knowing that I wasn't lonely. You know, I didn't feel lonely even when I was alone, and just mm-hmm. things just started radically changing. And then I just remembered, oh my gosh, this was on the two-year, two-month anniversary of moving to Chicago. I have joy. What is this? Mm-hmm. What I- What is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what shifted the depression. Mm-hmm. That is what pulled me out of this space where I was literally, I, I was trying, I was trying to be a lifeguard, mm-hmm. and didn't know how to swim. Yeah, and found myself sinking and drowning. And it was that radical gratitude, yeah, that that shifted that for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, I love how you literally broke that down because, I mean, we often talk about expressing gratitude daily and it is like oh write five things down or you know things like that but you like dedicating this time to really like sit there and like be intimate with God you know what I'm saying and like and I know how you feel it's like I'm doing this activity I don't necessarily feel like anything is happening but God I'm gonna believe that you are who you say you are and trust that and then to see the fruit of it. You know, that's like the track record. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. God, like I, I can depend on you to provide for me and give mm-hmm. me what I need, especially during this really hard time. Mm-hmm. I, when you speak to, because earlier you were talking about when you, you were practicing yoga, mm-hmm. and then you said there was a change or a shift when you committed to the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by committing to the lifestyle, the gratitude?
2: So all of this happened right in that same, in that same time period. Okay. So when I committed to the lifestyle, yes, I was doing the gratitude. I was practicing daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I was learning about the yamas and the niyamas and the philosophy and the history. And I, I was changing my diet. I, I changed my life from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally nothing looks the same. Mm-hmm. I I studied and continue to study. What does yoga mean? What does it mean to be in union mm-hmm. with God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, God is love. And yes, so yeah. in, my, in my private time, I, I actually use the word love for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does it mean to be in union with love?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And exploring that and committing to that, which means committing to the shadows and the S-H-I-T mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that came along with those shadows and mm-hmm. being willing to look at yourself, mm-hmm. being willing to ask the tough questions and say the difficult and ugly things. Um, about the past and maybe even the present, mm-hmm. that is the yoga that is what it means to um, to live yoga yeah more presently, um, living the yoga has looked like forgiveness in action, yeah and really flipping that around and upside down and exploring and getting curious and mm-hmm. Having to go back in these stories that I thought I'd forgiven and realizing there's still a lot of stuff there mm-hmm. that's affecting Danielle Lyles Barton today. Let me look at this, let me go back to that. So committing to the practice and the lifestyle is committing to yourself.-hmm
1: mm. Thank you.:
0: I know that you call yourself a student of a few things, and one yes. of them is non-attachment. Yes. And you just spoke right now to yoga philosophy. Mm-hmm. I I really love what you were sharing about gratitude practice and manifestation as well and this idea of writing things down that we want desire and also sometimes that we need to get to the next stage in our lives. Um, <clears throat> and then how you saw them like develop and flourish and come into your life. you attracted them. Sometimes,, I'll, oh, I'll just speak for myself. like sometimes I can find myself getting attached to amazing circumstances, you know it's life is easier when you have X amount of money in the bank and yep. you get to go and, you know, share your purpose with the world and like your family's on your side and your friends are on your mm-hmm. side. But then there's you know the times that aren't so great and the circumstances that present themselves that are more challenging. So could you speak more about this idea of non-attachment? in, like, a, a yoga, you know, kind of sense and, like, how that's shown up in your life, specifically mm-hmm. the past few years where you've been on this more intentional journey. Because I just love, like, non-attachment is one of my, I would say, favorite things to talk about, um, but also in a, in a I've, I've more learned about it and talked about it intentionally within the past year, because mm-hmm. especially just studying more Buddhist philosophy. So I just want to hear your thoughts on sure it in your life.
2: Yes, um, so there's a padigraha, which is non-grasping, mm-hmm. um, and that's more so talking about greed and material things. Um, and so that was the first start for me, was creating a minimalist lifestyle. And I would think it's easy, perhaps, to um, assume that, oh, that's, that's, that's the... the um, the hardest part is letting go of the material possessions. And um, I thought that would be quite difficult as well. But for me, um, that was pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And that was really liberating for me, Mm -hmm. Um, especially just being a a nomad. That was completely, um, that was a process that I was able to journey through more simply than the the next process, which was vairagya, which is Mm -hmm. non-attachment. And that is not being attached to yourself, not being attached to outcomes, these these things that we can't hold in our hand, these things that we can't see. That was the hard part, Mm -hmm. not being attached to the outcome. I was always the person who had the five year, 10 year, 15, 30 year plan Mm -hmm. and you know, knew this is how it's going to go. I'm going to do all the things right in this order, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to get the outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not true, first of all. Um, That's not how it works, and my life is a complete testament of the fact that that's not how it works. Um, And so being able to just let go of that Mm -hmm. and not have a need to see it all, (sighs) that is the process. I won't even say that was the process. That's a daily choice Mm -hmm. that has to be made. That's something that you have to work at and practice daily. Um, A way that I do that is all of these things that that I've already shared, these are the tools, is really saying less of me, God. Less of me. I know nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Humility.
2: I am nothing. Mm-hmm. I am just the vessel. Yeah. But if you pour yourself into me mm-hmm. and then allow, allow yourself to move through my work or whatever it is that I do, mm-hmm. then I can fully trust that it will be great beyond what I, what I want and desire. And of course, you know, I have, I have goals, I have aspirations and things that I, that I want to achieve in this lifetime. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always cross check those with, but what's the master purpose, God, Mm -hmm. what's the master plan. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't quite work out the way that I, you know, hope for, Mm -hmm. I trust and I know, mm-hmm. because my life has proven that, exactly. that what you got for me, mm-hmm. exactly, it's all good, okay. because exactly. <laughs> this is really great. My plan right here, this is pretty bomb. Right. But if this doesn't work out, ooh-wee. What yeah. you have I coming. I what you got in store. Yes. I, you're, you're
1: abundant, yeah.
2: <laughs> Woo! You know, and <laughs> yes. so it just, it just, you know, takes on a whole nother meaning. So in practice, you know, when, um, when you're waiting for that phone call, mm-hmm. when, um, when you're really hoping for a particular outcome, show up earnestly. Do your best. Put your absolute best foot forward. Give it your all, mm-hmm. and act in accordance as if it's already so. Yes. And then, hands off. Yeah. That's the dying. That's the that's the release of of the ego. Even. Um, Before this podcast, I was nervous. (laughs) I was nervous. And so I was like, okay, Lauren, Dion, I just, I need to breathe. Just before we go on air, just give me a couple of minutes. And I closed my eyes and my words were the same thing I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Remove my ego. In fact, just remove me because I'm a hot mess anyway. So, just take yeah. that away, push that aside. I'll be an open vessel. and then just just speak through me. what yeah. What's your message, god? yeah. and And I won't be attached to what the outcome is because your hands are on it.
1: girl. Let me tell you how this is so affirming. I, me and you, girl, we've been having a conversa- the same conversations with Guy. Like, I wish I would have brought my journal because the things that you are saying, I literally have been writing them down. Mm. And then this reminds me of the HBO event that we did. Yes, how? Last week. Yes, I was like, oh, I got my notes. I'm like, this is how it's going to go. I was like, Lord, have your way, you know, speak through me like I do all the time. Girl, when I say he he had his way, like, it was, I felt like I was having, like, like, he was literally... Taking over my body. Mm-hmm. He took over my mouth, took over everything. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. Dion, I know what you had, and it was great. It was beautiful, of course. But what I have for you, there's a purpose, right? There's a mission. And then, girl, first of all, I broke down, and I was more vulnerable than I think I'd ever been. I don't even think I, half the things that I said, I never said to myself until that night. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. God, like, you really wanted me to be that naked, right? But mm-hmm. what is for the greater good? Mm-hmm. Because after doing Truly. that. Truly. The conversations that I had about, like, you know, people being ashamed of, like, certain aspects of their lives, you know, or whatever. It was just, like, they were, like, Dion, thank you for doing that. And I'm, like, y'all just don't know. It was not me at all. Mm -hmm. Like, the ego, you know, the expectations, the plans, all that was, like, it was great. Mm -hmm. But what God had was greater. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want my life to always be like that. You know, I'm like, like you were saying, like we're vessels. If you have to do whatever you need to do through me um, to expose me, yeah, it may hurt a little. But it's like, why does it hurt? Why does it hurt? Because I I feel ashamed. It's like I'm a human being. I'm just... I'm letting other people know that it's okay to be human, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That it's okay to have trauma. Well, it's not, a, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to like share those things because that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be relational, yeah. He wants us to share our testimony. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it empowers other people. You sharing this is gonna, and you crying, like, oh, I, okay, I'm gonna stop because here I am again with the lump in my throat. I'm done. <laughs>
0: No, it's so real, though, because that, that moment that she's speaking to was, like, very powerful on a number of levels, because, like, right before we had gone into the activity, Dion specifically said, all right, y'all, get ready to be exposed. You know, she's basically saying be vulnerable. Like, get ready, get ready. Mm-hmm. She was telling them to get ready, but yeah. guess who was getting her ready?
1: <laughs> Girl, I'm about to fly out of here because that it was it is was exactly beautiful because it needed to happen. Yeah. It absolutely
0: needed to happen. Yeah. for some of the reasons why we now know because people came up to you. People have continued to tell me, you know what, how powerful it was, and I'm like, make sure you tell Dion too. And then
1: um, you were transformed in that moment as well. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. So that's this it's powerful. It, and then it just reminds me of when you read my. Um, my astrology thing on my birthday oh yeah and how like all of that has been like manifesting in my life yes god is doing some some internal work and yes. it just aligns it with so much you know what you're saying mm-hmm. so we need to talk more yes <laughs> seriously this is the let's only let's beginning. <laughs> yes oh my god oh this
0: so obviously we've talked about so much and we could keep talking and just have you back probably, but, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just before I forget to mention it later, Danielle also guides Self-Care Sunday. So we Woo-hoo. share the series now and it's so beautiful because, you know, we have different approaches, different perspectives, different ways of approaching the practice and it's, but both of our ways are so rooted in the mission, which is important. So everyone who comes can know that they're going to get something that they need. Um, and so, those of you in Chicago or who want to take a trip to Chicago, please do come through and come to Self Care Sunday with Danielle. Um, specifically about yoga, I want to know, like, what is maybe a um, a a quote or like a a truth related to yoga that someone gave to you, like a mentor or a teacher that you just find so powerful on and off the mat. I love that. (laughs) Great question. And if there's two and you're like, I can't, you know, Mm -hmm. boil it down to one,
2: please feel free to share more. (laughs) Yes. Um, First day of teacher training. First gathering. um, The first thing out of my teacher's mouth was look for what's the same. Mm. And that pierced my heart um, in such a necessary way. And so I show up to spaces, and I show up um, with people and in my relationships and in um, opportunities to meet other people or just wherever I go. I'm searching, I'm looking with a, um, a magnifying glass, mm-hmm. what's the same? Mm-hmm. How are we connected? Because that's, that's truth with a capital T, mm-hmm. that we are all truly connected. There are beautiful and vast differences, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And let's highlight those. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really curious, what is the same about us mm-hmm. because I am love, and so you must be love too. And how and where do we connect there?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And how can we shine a light on that and allow the light to grow and grow and expand so much that it now touches the next person yeah. and the next person? And so that for me, I am um, so simple, mm-hmm. five words. Look for what's the same. Mm -hmm. And I realized I hadn't really done that before. Mm
0: -hmm. We're not even socialized to do that. We're socialized to do the opposite, always. Hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Almost to like, well, yes, to a fault.
1: Yeah. You know? Absolutely.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. Did you have another one? If that was it, that's okay. I just didn't know.
2: Um, no, I'll stop there.
1: Okay. I'm just over here. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like this conversation is so good. It just it feels is. so good to my soul and my spirit. It is, you know. It was necessary, you know. Like, well, in, in church, when women are hearing a good word, like they just they're silent and they just rock. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sister Dion. Oh my God! Stop. Yes. Stop. <laughs> it was actually Sister Ivory. That's <laughs> you, Sister to Ivory. <laughs> that sounds even better. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my goodness.
0: Well, I know that you also have um, your own platform, and you talked about it a little bit before, but can you tell us a little bit more about Healing for Her and where um, those listening can kind of connect with that particular project of yours, and you have something coming up in Baltimore, too.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Healing for Her, like I said, the, the very first Her was – 2013 version of me and the childhood version of me who I'm still healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And her, I love that because it continues to evolve. So Mm -hmm. um, her also is um, the women in my life who, just like you shared earlier, Mm -hmm. who I hope that my work touches and um, just leaves even just an ounce, just a glimpse of healing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's the women who I connect intimately and deeply with Mm -hmm. and who I love dearly. Um, The other her is just like the 2013 version um, of myself, mm-hmm. the women out there who feel like they're they're drowning, mm-hmm. the women out there who are looking for something to grasp onto, and they can see the light, but it feels so far away. And every time they try to move closer, it feels like they're being pulled towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, the women who are really searching, seeking earnestly, healing, mm-hmm. um, and life transformation—that's the her. The her who may not even know that she needs healing yet, mm-hmm. who may not even know that she has experienced trauma. Yeah. Um, you know, her, all, it just takes on so many different forms and so many different meanings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that guides the work. That is, that is the premise mm-hmm. of healing for her. So that's the, um, that's the foundation mm-hmm. of healing for her and all of the work that I do. Um, that shows up in a number of different ways. One of the ways being the Sow the Seeds Women's Manifestation Retreat. Mm-hmm. So, Carleen Graham and I hosted our um, Sow the Seeds Retreat mm-hmm. here in Chicago over the New Year Week, New Year's Weekend, mm-hmm. and um, it was phenomenal. It was sisterhood exemplified. <laughs> And we will be doing it again, ladies. We will be doing it again. (laughs) Because I didn't get to come, so I I heard about it. (laughs) Yes, come. (laughs) It is going to be in the DMV area. Um, And so if you're looking for more information, you can find that on sowtheseedsretreats, with an S, dot com. .com. Sowtheseedsretreats.com. You can find that on my website, Danielle Lyles Barton, .com and on Carlene Graham's website, which is her name as well, carlenegraham.com. That is a weekend of transformation. We dig deep. We go into the shadow self day one. Mm-hmm. No time to waste. No kiki in it up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're looking at you know forgiveness. We're looking at um, these stories that we keep telling ourselves that aren't true. Mm-hmm. We're healing those parts of ourselves um, that we have been ignoring or that have been just crying out for someone to look at and to speak to and to heal and nourish mm-hmm. and then and then we can manifest so we mm-hmm. clear the ground we lay the groundwork mm-hmm. and then we sow beautiful seeds and we we watch them bloom mm-hmm. we and we do so in in a space for women to love up on each other hug up on each other you know and just be completely vulnerable and naked and show the truest in deepest parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. it's it's an incredible experience. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, anything final that you just love to offer out to our community?
2: Yes, um, I feel like this could probably ignite an entirely new conversation, um, but.
0: Part two. Maybe this will be our first part two
2: podcast. (laughs) Part two. This is the intro to the part two. Ladies, take a moment. Ground yourself wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Place both of your feet on the ground, the entire sole of your foot on the ground. If you're sitting, connect your sit bones to whatever you're sitting on. If you're standing, just stand upright. Lengthen your spine. Take a full inhale through the nose and take an exhale through the mouth. We'll do this twice more, inhale and for about five counts, exhale. Do this a third time on your own, feeling the air fill the lungs And then leave the lungs as you exhale. And I ask you to contemplate and earnestly consider, how is your womb today? As you consider this close your eyes and just allow the truth of this quote that I'm about to share to just seep into your consciousness the womb is a woman's feminine core the generator of tremendous creative potential vitality boundless well-being sensual power and manifestation it not only births children but also the fullness of feminine spiritual potential personal healing and the depths of relating for which we all yearn it births and unifies the divine masculine and feminine bringing balance and loving power to our deepest relationships. The heart does not do this alone. It does this in alliance with the womb. This is a quote by um, Padma and Anaya Aun Prakasha. The name of the book is Womb Wisdom. And I'd like to leave every person under the sound of my voice with the question, how is your womb today?
0: And so it is. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. You already know how I feel about the, your womb work. <laughs> so I definitely think we should have a part two.
1: Yeah, cause I'm over here like big question mark. I mean, I'm ready to explore. Yeah. thank you so much for sharing with us okay
0: hey y'all we're taking a brief break so that i can share more about the fabulous koya webb of get loved up she has founded this holistic health community that is literally transforming the lives of just countless people around the world including myself and she's going to share a little bit more about get loved up with all of you so hey koya
4: hey lauren how are you girl
0: you know I'm good, how are you? Uh,
4: I'm amazing, just loving hearing your voice and being able to connect with you.
0: I'm, I'm so, I'm in the same place. I know you just got back from Hawaii and you have a lot of other just beautiful experiences and opportunities that are rooted in your Get Loved Up lifestyle coming up. So I was hoping you could share more about that with everyone.
4: Yes, I would love to. Well, with Get Loved Up, it's all about self-love, self-care, Uh, oneness with others and eco-friendly living so upcoming we have a yoga teacher training in june and that's going to be in los angeles we have a retreat in bali we're still picking the dates and in december we have a 200-hour 300-hour and acro yoga teacher training in thailand yes we are ready we are ready to help people take their health to the next level and daily we run online courses and challenges to help people take their life to the next level
0: I love it. I mean, you know that I actually love it. I was a part of your first cohort of yoga teacher trainees. Um, By now, everyone on the podcast has heard me literally talk pretty much the past five episodes about how much the month of December changed my life. I mean, coming to L.A. with you and doing my 200-hour vinyasa training, but also having that been uh, supplemented by plant-based meals every single day, nutrition classes every single day even got like a taste of acro yoga and Thai massage and it was really amazing to see how much you live out this idea of getting loved up through a daily lifestyle so could you talk why your passion for self-love in such a radical why in such a radical way
4: I think why is because so much, especially um, as women of color, that we don't take care of ourselves. We are lovers, we are givers, we are nurturers, and we don't take the time. We think we love ourselves. We're like, of course I love myself, but are we getting enough rest? Are we eating electric life force and life-giving foods? Are we taking time to connect with our loved ones as much as we like to? Or are we balls to the wall, trying to make our business work, trying to make our family work, trying to make our life work? So I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in loving others that we forget to have, we forget that we have to love and take care of ourselves.
0: And you illuminated that so strongly. Um, I remember there were some weeks where you were like, "All right, we're going to the float therapy. All right, <laughs> we're gonna go to walk by the ocean." all right, who wants to get, you know, some vegan ice cream? Like there were these, like, you know, you could look at them as small, but once you'd said yes to it and then invested yourself in it, the the rewards that you felt like on a soul level were really affirming. Um, So maybe you could talk more about those upcoming experiences. So what could people who choose to sign up for one of your upcoming yoga teacher trainings or retreats um, get out of that?
4: Well, one of the main things is that I teach you how to live the lifestyle. So not just get the knowledge in your head, but how do you, because a lot of teachers, they go to yoga teacher trainings and it's training every single day, but then get back home. And it's like, well, how do I fit this into my life? Or am I supposed to do this, just this, and I'm not making money yet? Do I quit my nine to five? So I actually help people realize how to make it work. Um, So, how to make time for your practice? Make time for your family. Make time to do the work that it's going to take to be a successful yoga teacher. So, I teach that in addition to vinyasa and holistic health, and as you said, nutritional meals. How to make healthy meals for yourself? We do a smoothie, a salad, and a veggie bowl a day. Um, We do that every single day. It's it's so simple. It's so easy. And I think that. This is the way people can make it a lifestyle, just making it simple and easy so they can expect simple, easy meals, simple, easy instructions on how to live a healthy lifestyle, how to meditate every day, do yoga, take a walk in nature, all of these tools. And then from those tools, they can pick out the ones that fit the best with their lifestyle.
0: I mean, I'm a testament of (laughs) the Get Loved Up experience ever since... The beginning of the year, I have felt more recharged than I ever have at the top of a year. I felt more focused and more grounded, and it's something that has rippled out and impacted um, my close friends and even some people that, you know, have come to my sessions and who um, who have been in my yoga sessions previously, but saw a change and saw, like, an additional spark. So, thank you for Get Loved Up. Thank you for being you. And... Obviously, I'm excited. (laughs) How can um, everyone listening kind of engage with you more deeply and learn more about Get Loved Up?
4: Well, they can go to my website to to learn more about me, KoyaWeb.com, K-O-Y-A-W-E-B-B. And they can also go to my Instagram to kind of see me every day and how I'm living the life, like the foods that I eat, um, how I connect to my community and all of the events. And things that I'm doing are one of those two pages: either KoyaWeb.com or KoyaWeb on Instagram, and also Get Loved Up on Instagram. We're always just trying to, you know, be a part of the community, be a part of the conversation.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much, and our community is going to be hearing from you in a larger way soon. So everyone, stay tuned. <laughs>
4: thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Koya. Bye.
1: Hey guys, to stay in touch, be sure to join our email list at blackgirlandome.com, follow us on Instagram, say hello to us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at blackgirlandome. There are so many great stories that people
0: of color, women, and queer folks want to tell but don't have a place to share them. PostLoudness, our podcast collective, wants to create a community of unique voices and audio. Love to James T. Green, Cher Vincent, and Alex Cox for creating PostLoudness and letting us be a part of it. Special love also to Aline Kaze, our audio engineer, to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson for the music you hear throughout the show. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to breathe easy.